0: to another episode of Woman Advantage. I am absolutely stoked to have Kate Freeze on with us tonight. She is the team photographer for the Riveters as well as doing some men's professional photography as well but I'm mostly excited about the WNHL connection. How are you Kate? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm, you know, living the dream, living the dream. Mm-hmm. It, it got above freezing today for a little bit, so it's a good day all around. Yeah, it can't be that, right? <laughs> no, no, especially when it was like negative 20 last week. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> so cold, it's so cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, I'll jump right in with our first question, sure. which mm-hmm. I call a softball question, That how did you get started in hockey? Uh, I mean it's kind of
1: crazy so I was primarily focusing on live music photography and someone had seen my music photography which was mostly like kind of underground music like punk like really crazy high energy stuff and I'm like right up in the action with it and someone saw that and asked me to do pro sports I was like I've never done that before I was just like well just give it a shot and I was pretty much offered an internship like straight out the gate and that was like during during um, I guess like soccer season and I was covering like that and a couple other sports like here and there I covered like a soul game and then they're like I got a call one day oh hey like our one photographer can't make it to this game do you want to cover a flyers game and I just like I like I made the phone call really brief I was like hung up the phone I was like oh my gosh like this is a dream because you know hockey's my number one sport flyers are my team and I just been almost I think it's about eight years at this point that I've been doing this so yeah that that was it.
0: That's awesome, so have yeah. you been a flyers fan since childhood or did you find them later yes. in life
1: yeah I um I actually grew up in more of a football baseball kind of family um you know my dad's sides from the Philly area so we're a Philly sports team um family and you know grew up watching Eagles and stuff like that and we ended up playing floor hockey and gym class in elementary school I was like yo this is the bomb and I like I love I fell in love right away I ended up doing the after school program they had for it and just fell in love with hockey and I had never like knew the sport really existed until I played it in gym class. And my parents saw, you know, my passion for it and they started putting on, um, hockey games for me on TV. And this was during the nineties. I'm a little old. I'm dating myself here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was during the Legion of doom era and I fell in love with it. I mean, you can't, Lindros is still my favorite player to this day. I'm like staring at his Jersey. I've hang up my wall right now. Um, yeah, so it's they've they've been my team. And I, you know, I've been diehard ever since. So
0: I love to hear yeah. the stories of people who were a big fan of a team growing up and now mm-hmm. like work around the team. That's Yeah, it's like living your childhood dream. It is it truly is. You said that you were kind of recruited for sports photography. But yes, what made you want to stick around in it?
1: I mean, I just I t- it was like an instant click. I mean, I don't know how many people can say that they really find their true calling in life I can absolutely say that just something kind of fell into place for me it feels natural it just come it came sort of easy to me and I'm still like the fact that I'm doing it like you know eight years later and still enjoying it you know as much as I did I still am thankful for each and every game I shoot each and every team I cover and I, I mean I, I couldn't be happier I'm truly blessed that's That's so cool. Um,
0: Yeah. So what are some of the bigger challenges that you face being a woman in sports photography?
1: Well, it's, I mean, you know, it's a male dominated industry through and through. It's gotten a little better, you know, as the years have gone by that I've been doing it, but it's, it's been pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. And I'm, I'm fairly like, you know, vocal about it. Um, it's, there's a lot of sexism, um, just to be honest uh, and I, have, I feel like i have to work twice like twice as hard as any guy does just to get like a minimal amount of respect i mean it took s- several years even working like in a pro environment just to be taken seriously you know by my colleagues and just by i guess industry professionals themselves and they're still like you know i still deal with it to this day i mean it's it can be pretty hard there's some gains that are definitely harder than others Especially if they're like on one of their uh, famous losing streaks, you know, the fans aren't happy, and I deal with just a lot of things like that. I mean, even the first few years, like, I would, people either thought I was an intern or one of the Ice Girls, and I'm like, I am neither. You know, <laughs> I am a photographer, and I just want to come in and do my job. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, just things like that have definitely been. Um, the hardest part about I feel like I have been passed up for job opportunities just because I sign an email with my name, you know, it's it's had me actually consider creating a media company with my name not tied to it all just to kind of see what would happen and the opportunities I would get not having like a female name attached to things. But I mean, there's a lot of great things that have happened. But that's definitely one of the harder aspects of being a woman in this industry.
0: Yeah, that has to be so frustrating. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times, like stereotypically, when you think of a female photographer, a lot of people think of like a wedding photographer, or a fashion yeah. photographer, mm-hmm. but women do all the same photography as men. And oh, yeah. I would like to say that you do it better than most.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, there's definitely some women that are like holding it down that are like so much better than some, a lot of the guys in the industry. And I'm happy that, you know, they're slowly getting more recognition because I mean, they deserve it and more, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Definitely. You kind of touched on this, but you have been very vocal about a lot of the sexism in Mm -hmm. your fields and in sports in general. What are some tactics that you've used to take care of your mental health when your work can just be so emotionally taxing?
1: I mean, so for the first few years that I was doing this, I kind of dealt with a lot and wasn't vocal about it. I kept it all to myself. And it pretty much caused me to have like a mini mental breakdown because I was just internalizing all of this. And a lot of it was, I'm actually, I was blaming myself, which, you know, is not like, this is not my problem. This is like, you know, some male ego issues. Um, it, it, yeah, it's really emotionally taxing sometimes and what I have to – what I've learned to do is you know, be okay with talking about it because it needs to be talked about. It. There's there's some people that aren't aware that these things are going on and they're just kind of other like photographers that take for granted walking in and not even having to think about like what people are going to think of you when you're at work and just trying to do your freaking job. Um, I, I try to like step back and recognize when I'm like on the edge of burnout with dealing with some of this and seeing when I need to take a break and taking it Um Because sometimes, you know, you can overwork yourself and then just little things like that absolutely like drag you down. You end up, it got to the point that I wasn't taking care of myself. And actually, I started hating my job. And that's when I was just like, whoa, like I literally have my dream job and I'm starting to hate it. Something's not right here. Reel it in. And then it's also been um, reaching out to other women in the industry and kind of finding your allies and people that you can talk to that really know like firsthand what you're going through. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's great that you've you know be- been able to recognize when you're on the edge of burnout. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. you don't get to the edge as frequently anymore. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, being able to notice when you need that break and being able to step back is so important.
1: Oh, absolutely. You're so right.
0: So as a photographer, you have a lot of power in framing stories through your work. And I'm pretty sure you last year, you know, posted two photos with different framing on Twitter. And I was so intrigued by just like the different stories that were told in those two photos. They were the same thing, Mm -hmm. just framed differently. How do you decide how to frame photos? And do you have any kind of guidelines or rules that you follow for, you know, taking pictures?
1: Yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about. Was it the one that was related to injury? Yes. Yeah, so um, a lot of that, like, kind of comes down to, one, journalistic integrity and kind of figuring out what your voice is and owning it. When you're especially ca- um, capturing like really sensitive moments like that, you need to take a lot of things into account on um, what you want to say with those images. Um, and I guess kind of like how gory you want to get when there's like stuff like blood on the eyes, people getting stretchered off and just figure out like, just really what you want to say with the pictures because just a simple crop can like completely change an image kind of like how I showed on Twitter. Um, it can go from kind of like, you know, making just like this big deal about blood and you know about that aspect of hockey or you can talk about like the camaraderie and how like when a player gets seriously injured like the logo's are just like non-existent it's about you know the hockey community and making sure you're taking care of each other and just a simple crop can completely change an image so I I guess what I have to say is just with that is just figure out what your voice is and you need you need to own it because there are some people that are going to check you especially with things like that like how dare you keep shooting during this really you know sensitive moment you just kind of have to be like well you know I was just doing my job and I guess how I approach is like I'm a fan covering this I have special access and what would I want to see if I were a fan and could pretty much like go almost anywhere in the arena and that's just kind of how I, I approach it I really don't know how to cover sports any other way I just cover it my own way and like once you find that voice just run with it
0: that's awesome yeah it's really cool to see just like the different perspectives that different photographers have and kind of yeah. you start to be able to tell like
1: oh that's a Kate photo, um, mm-hmm. which is always really fun, especially when I guess. Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's also, yeah, it's fun. You find your style and just like, kind of like when you, when you really hone into that, yeah, people can recognize your work. Like I know when I'm scrolling through my Instagram, I don't even need to read the name on the account of like all my fellow photographers of fire. I know who's taking that picture just because we all kind of have our own style and our way of doing it. So I'm glad that, you know, people can recognize my work and that it sticks out. So
0: most of the work you do in men's hockey is in the Flyers organization. So, with the Flyers and the Phantoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is it like to work with Gritty?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. It is chaos, just <laughs> pure chaos. Um, in good and bad ways, I guess you could say. So, uh, I was like freaking out when they first announced him because I actually had a fear of mascots like I just I anytime they'd be at any sporting event I'd be there as a fan I would just like go into a near panic attack being around them I just don't I was like I it was weird because I was like, I don't know who's in that suit I don't know what they're gonna do to me and they're just large I had a, a complete fear of it so I was just like and like this I mean he's like he's terrifying looking yeah um so the first few games it was just like me working through some cold sweats, because I was just terrified. And my first few encounters with him, I mean, yeah, I had a panic attack at the one game and just had to like, go get some water <laughs> and chill out for a little bit. But now he's actually gotten me over my fear of mascots, which is pretty incredible. I mean, I guess like when you're subjected to it constantly, you kind of that's how you get over your fears, right? So now it's the point that I'm fully comfortable around him, he will come up, he'll like rub my head or like, try <laughs> and play with my camera and things like that. And it's like, I don't know. It's it's wild. I mean, it's it's fun. It's crazy, and I, there's just like. It's, it's interesting because I know who's in the suit I'm not gonna say who but I know who's in the suit it's I like hearing people and they're like you know like who like trying to guess who it is I'm like you couldn't be more wrong but it's 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 really fun I mean he just brings a smile to your face he's hilarious um, and it's sometimes it's, it makes things a little you know harder when I'm like shooting ice love and he's literally like his butt is like hitting the back of my head while he's like you know chirping a posing team fan or something but it's it's fun and I mean I'm I mean I think he's the best mascot in the league. I mean, how can you not? It's just it, – it makes games just a little more interesting.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree. He is the best mascot in the league. And I Absolutely. feel like he has done more for the, like, access to hockey than yeah. most of the players have done just because everyone knows Gritty even if they don't know what hockey mm-hmm. is.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love how people have, like – spun off and just like um, made him just like mascots for other things like the fact that they like you know he's like smashing nazis and things (laughs) like that i was just like people are hilarious like the i don't know the city just will find anything and just run you know run with it and it's it's been a joy i'm I'm glad we have him around so
0: i think we're all very grateful for gritty
1: (laughs) yeah what do we do to deserve this i mean come on (laughs)
0: I feel like we've had a lot of hard times. This is uh-huh. our this is our bit of joy. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean couldn't they were so tactful of when they released that. I was like, I mean, because things weren't looking too good. So I was like, okay, this is a nice distraction.
0: Yeah. No, he's been a great distraction. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you you don't just work in men's hockey. As I mentioned, you are also the team photographer for The Riveters. What are some of the differences and similarities between Photographing the NFL, not the NFL, (laughs) between photographing the NHL and the NWHL.
1: Gosh, I mean, for me, like I, I approach it in the same way for the most part. You know, when I'm covering either leagues, I mean, hockey's hockey to me. Um, an athlete is an athlete. Um, You know, they're all professionals. I have equal amount of respect for the women as I do for the men. Maybe a little more for the women actually, but Mm -hmm. um. I mean, the differences are, I guess, access. So being the team photographer for the Riveters and just how the NWHL works, I have like pretty much like access. I can do almost whatever I want. Some things require you know, permission, but I can pretty much do whatever I want. I, um, And it's nice being a woman covering the NWHL because the stigma that I get being a female in the locker room. And um, it's just the, the, like the whole like, you know, like a sexual thing about it is just like taking out of the equation. You know, mm-hmm. um, I am just like, I'm seen as a peer. They're comfortable around me. They know that they can talk to me about anything. And they just, a lot of, a lot of the players have just become friends where, um, it's a little I have to conduct myself differently when I'm covering the NHL because I literally have to even think about the photos that I'm taking like if I'm in the locker room I don't want to be taking pictures of them like in their spandex you know Mm because some people are just like oh what's this woman in the locker room taking pictures of these guys butts doing here it's like I'm like I'm just doing my job man I don't even see these people they're just like they're colleagues to me but I it's nice being able to go and just kind of freely cover the women's league because I don't have to worry about limiting myself. You know, I can go and just like, I don't know. I guess be myself a little bit more as well, where I have to just really be very calculated with how I'm interacting with the NHL players and, you know, the phantoms and stuff like that, because people will just take it and spin it and just like, you know, start horrible rumors and, it's just really nice being able to cover the women and like not have that, not even like a worry in my mind. All of the fans are also really great in the NWHL. I've become friends with a lot of like, you know, the season ticket holders and it's nice. It's a really, it's a great experience um, covering women's hockey where it's just like, there's been a lot of toxic stuff that's happened in the NHL. Um, especially recently, it's just been ridiculous Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Um, Oh my gosh. But that's another, you know, another story. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I, I mean, I approach it the same, but I have to say that, like, sometimes I get some better pictures out of covering women's sports because I have better access because, you know, I'm the team photographer and I, I really enjoy that. I was able to, you know, go and travel with the team up to the Buffalo Believes Classic. You were there? And do a whole...
0: Yeah, I was there. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. I live in Buffalo. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I went. It was so fun. I try to get to as many games as I can just because you can get like right down on the glass for $15. Yep. It's wonderful. And they're so good at hockey sorry for interrupting
1: (laughs) no that's okay oh it's so funny you were there small world but yeah I went up and I did this whole multimedia piece that the hoops I would have had to go through to do something like that for that I mean I wouldn't be able to I would have to either work directly for the team or like work for like a big outlet like you know the league or ESPN or like something like that I mean the fact that I just like hit up the GM for the Riveters and like, can I do this? She's like, yeah, cool. Do it. Come on the bus with us. Come do this piece and like interview the players and like take pictures. And like, it, it's just really great. I mean, I I'm so thankful I got, I've gotten so much out of working in women's hockey, than I could have ever expected. I was like, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to kind of come in and just like give them the same treatment I give my NHL players. But I've gotten so much in return from them. And I just, I mean, I was just crying earlier today, like happy tears, because it's just such a solid group of people. The league is so great. And, you know, I'm just, I I don't know. I I feel truly lucky. I mean, I don't think they're lucky to have me. I think I'm lucky to have them. So
0: I think you guys can both be lucky in that situation. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of like, the beat reporters on any team really get to know the players well and you can start Mm -hmm. to hear the players voices better and in you know in photographs like you can start Mm -hmm. to see the person's personality more because you are like right there and understand what they're feeling in that moment so it's really cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have been a pretty vocal ally for women and women of color in hockey Mm -hmm. what can we do as white people to help elevate the voices of women of color in the sport
1: I mean, there's like, there's, there's so much you can do, but it takes really little effort. I mean, just to be a decent human being. So, um, in my opinion, like first and foremost, you need to like support them. You need to listen to them. And with your white voice, you need to make sure that you're not overshadowing them, like allow them to have their moments and their platforms to speak about things because you overstepping them is just another way of kind of whitewashing some something. And you just have to be kind of really mindful what you're doing. I also, um, think that people need to hire more women of color besides when they're just trying to get an opinion of something like on race. Like Mm -hmm. you can hire them to write just like, you know, a feature piece about anything else. You can hire them for stats. You can hire them for like anything. You shouldn't just be hiring them for when you need that. It's just kind of like, you know, patronizing them and just freaking pay them. Like when you're like asking them, you know, for these like opinions and things like that. Like, you know, I just, yeah, hire hire them hire them and also i have to like, give a shout out to like a few of the outlets that I like, you know, have you know come in contact with, that I absolutely love. There's um the Black Girl Hockey Club, who it's a uh, a woman. I believe she's in Pittsburgh. I think I just say that because I think she's a Penguins fan. Um, <laughs> she, and she, they they do these uh, meetups at all the NHL games and stuff like that for black women, which is amazing that they can have this like space that they can exist together and just they. I mean, if you ever see the videos, they're having a good time at these mm-hmm. games. I like i like I just absolutely love them. And there's also um the Color of Hockey, which is you know a blog about, um, race and sports and things like that. And also shout out to the burn it all down podcast, um, which really tackles, you know, kind of all sports, um, you know, with race and things like that. And even just like, you know, general news. So it's, it's just, yeah, it, it comes down to supporting these women, you know, um, not overshadowing them and support the outlet, support them and like freaking just hire them because they're so great at what they do, but you know, they get overlooked for, um, you know, either men or just white women and I just, you know, I I think just I'm doing the best that I know how to help them to be their ally and just to kinda like I mean, I'm not I'm I'm an intersectional feminist, so I'm here to lift up all women and not just, you know, women that look like me. So that's my little tangent.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. You know, you mentioned at the beginning how you felt like you had to work twice as hard to get, you know, just as far as your male colleagues and it feels Mm -hmm. like very frequently, women of color have to work like three times as hard. To Absolutely, get there. if so, not more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if there's anything we can do, is you know, as white allies, to help tear down some of those barriers that make it easier mm-hmm. for people of color, specifically women of color, to mm-hmm. you know gain some ground. I'm all for it. So, right. <laughs> I appreciate fight your... the good fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and kind of on that, you know, in that same vein, how do you think hockey can be more inclusive?
1: Um, I think there just needs to be more visibility and support. Um, I like what teams are doing for, like, these special nights or special months, but I think it needs to be more than that. It needs to, like, these effort need it needs to be happening more than just, like, oh, like, you know, Women Empowerment Night, or, you know, the, the um. I guess, like, right now, there's been a lot of uh, Black History Month things that they've been, show- like, show that all the time. You don't need a special game or a special month to celebrate these people and to give them, you know, I guess the support and recognition that they deserve. I just, I I think, like, you know, the effort is just, it needs to be a little bit more than what they're doing, in my opinion. Um, I think it's just, kind of minimal, what they've been doing so far, to be quite honest. I think they could be doing a lot more, and um, I mean, I think, yeah, it just ties into everything else that I was saying, And, you know, like, be these people's, be their allies, and just, like, you know, give them a voice, and allow them to exist, and it, it's just, it's really kind of crazy how toxic hockey culture can be, unfortunately, and I guess just be the good person, you know, stick up for them, support them, and just just do more than what we've been doing i think they deserve so much more
0: yeah so are you are you saying that we need more than just like a pride night or a black history night or yeah. you know, or
1: ladies night where you get you know oh my buy one Don't get even. one glasses of wine at the arena yeah let me go get my nails done while watching old okay. gang, great cool <laughs> um yeah we need more than that and like yeah like like you like you know we're kind of alluding to it's just more than just like this cliche stuff like oh my gosh like um i really i mean the effort can just be so much more and I'm, I really don't know like what else more like I don't know what how to expand upon that but I just I guess I think there just needs to be more effort when it comes down to it
0: and so that's kind of what teams need to do what can we as individuals on Twitter and just existing do to try to help move the culture of hockey forward
1: I think it just comes to um, educating yourself and checking people you know when they're being jerks especially on twitter it's like a freaking breeding ground for Mm -hmm. people like that it's just checking yourself also because i mean sometimes i don't think we realize like you know our microaggressions and things like that it just like checking other people checking yourself and having really hard honest conversations but the thing about that is you know I think a lot of people, um, reach out to like some of the notable people that speak on these matters, expecting them to educate them. Like you also need, you need to educate yourself. Like these people are not necessarily all here just to like all day educate people. You know, it's, it's really not their job. It's like, you should be educating yourself and like, yeah, you may have these people that you can ask these tough questions to, but it's just, I I guess, standing your ground and not not allowing it to happen when you see especially like when you see it in person i know that there's this i forget what the technical term is this whole it's this mentality that if something bad happens against a protected group if there's more people around someone's less likely to do it because they assume someone else is going to and it's just like be that person to be like hey like you know can you not call that black player the n-word you know when you're watching a game or like like just be that person to freaking check them and i know i'm coming from like a place where i'm a confrontational person and i feel comfortable doing that i will go like at bad for anyone in these protected groups but yeah just you know checking people is i guess what my my biggest uh you know thing is with that
0: and i know for me just i like to also like when a person of color says to me hey don't say that Mm
1: -hmm. it's just
0: like accepting it and not fighting it and realizing that's a growth opportunity for you as a person and it's Mm -hmm. not an attack on you as a person it's just like yeah if that person says what you're saying is offensive and you shouldn't say it then you shouldn't say it like right believe people when they tell you what you're saying is wrong
1: yes a million times yes
0: (laughs) so you know you kind of fell into a career in sports photography um but then you've stayed in it and you've done a really great job of making a foothold for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for women who are trying to get started in you know, sports photography or just like in sports in general?
1: Um, I guess just kind of like you have to kind of know what you're getting yourself into. on um, I hate to say it, but you have to expect the sexism. You have to kind of come in, um, with a, just like a thick layer of skin because it uh, literally every single woman who works in sports that I have talked to has dealt with it at some sort of, in some sort of degree. And I guess, you know, just know the barriers that are going to be in front of you and freaking smash them because Like, just don't let anyone tell you that you can't do this because there will be people that are going to do it. Don't listen to them. There's going to be tons of haters. There's going to be a lot of jealous dudes that wish they had your job and, you know, freaking revel in it. Like, And also, like, don't be afraid to celebrate yourself. I was really afraid for a few years to celebrate, like, how far I've come and all the great things that I've achieved because I didn't want to be seen as, like, cocky or stuck up or something like that and just, like... I don't know. You just you just have to come in and just you have to be mindful also of like what you're doing because like I kind of touched on earlier, is people will flip anything against you. You know, just be careful um, with your interaction with like male players and things like that, and just realize that you are not only there um, representing yourself, you're representing the other women in this industry. And if you, I mean, it just, it takes one bad apple to ruin things for the rest of us. So I guess we just, yeah, we just have to go in being more mindful than like the guys do. And, um, but yeah, you know, when it com- when, like I said, when it comes down to it, just fricking smash these barriers, you know, I want to see more women doing this. This is why, I made the decision that I am no longer mentoring any men. I'm only mentoring women. I'm only giving um, internships to women because I'm just like sick of like being surrounded by dudes all the freaking time in this industry. And I just want to see it be more even. You know what I mean? So
0: that's awesome. I love hearing about women who use their positions to help lift other women up instead of tearing them down. That's right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are all the questions I have for you. So you know, where can people find your stuff you know is there anything you know special you're working on right
1: now um yeah i mean they can find me so my, my twitter is at kate freeze photo my last name is f-r-e-s-e and my instagram is kate underscore my last name f-r-e-s-e my website katefreeze.com um you know reach out to me if you have questions but if like any ladies that want to get into this have any questions please like my inbox is open reach out to me um yeah that's where you can find my work and i am right now i am of course working with the riveters you can see my work on the you know NWHL's website on their social media accounts i'm working with philly voice so you'll see all my pictures on their sports articles and then of course the shots that i'm doing for the uh athletic my photojournalism pieces so that's kind of what i have going on right now and you know i'm always open up to other opportunities if anyone's hiring and hears this so um (laughs) ding uh But, but yeah, that's where you can find my work and, um, yeah, that's what I have. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. You are awesome. And everyone go check out Kate's stuff. Um, again, very accessible. She's on Twitter. We're all on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you for listening to this episode of Woman Advantage. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Woman Advantage and you should do me a favor and review and rate it five stars so more people can find us. Until next time, I'm Hannah, and this has been Limited